All right. Are you tired of progressive corporations and exhausted trying to keep up with all the virtue signaling when you're simply trying to buy products? Progressive corporate America continues to push messaging that further alienates conservative Americans, all while ending the future of the American dream. Are you tired of this? At what point are you done giving to these companies that do not care about you? At some point, we have to fight back. And that's why I love my people over at Public Square. It's simple. Join the movement of millions of patriotic Americans who love truth, our country, and our Constitution at publicsq.com. Public Square is an app and website where you can get connected to tens of thousands of businesses from all different industries that share your value for life, family, and freedom. Whether you're looking to simply buy children's clothing, find new athletic clothing that knows what a woman actually is, shop for clean skin care, or find a new restaurant in your community that won't lecture you about your political views, publicsq.com is your resource. Public Square also offers discounts to many high-quality businesses on the platform so that you can actually receive incentive for spending money with companies that don't hate you. Public Square is free to join as a consumer or business owner, and you can get started today at publicsq.com. Download the app now. That's publicsq.com, publicsq.com. We're at the midpoint of this here. I want to talk about, because I believe it's very important for people that believe in truth, they want to speak truth, but it's very important for us to set them up correctly to understand that there is a price that is paid for standing against, going against the grain. There, there, there is a price that is paid when you put yourself out there, especially on a major scale of speaking truth. And unfortunately, in today's society, truth and values and morals seem to be just disregarded. So I want to talk about the backlash that you have received simply for doing, like, let's remove the biblical side of it for a minute, simply for reading and speaking out against what is being brought upon our children in the school systems and speaking out against critical race theory. What what are some of the things that have been spoken to you? Because I really want to deep dive into this and why we think this is. Well, I recently found out, uh, Graham, that I'll read it here, that I'm a white supremacist. Okay. Sure. <laughs> Why not? Yeah. Right. I'm I'm garbage. However, I've never heard of uh, black trash before. Okay. Yeah, um, wow. I, I found out that my wife is a white massa. Okay. Um, I found out that I'm a non-foundational black American. They think that I was born in Nigeria and that my entire family immigrated over to the U.S. So therefore, I have no input in what blacks are going through in America. Okay. 
Okay. <laughs> and, finally, and finally, I found out that I'm cooning. I'm cooning for the white devil. And so many other terms were thrown at me. They said I'm a, I'm a Sambo. I'm Bojangles. I'm a Uncle Tom. I'm tap dancing for the white man. And so, uh, uh, Grand Man, I'm trying to get adjusted to this whiteness. I don't know how to dress anymore. Um, what do I eat? How do I walk? I mean, help me. What kind of music do I listen to, bro? I, I need some help with this whiteness. Can you help me be a white man today? I, I don't know uh, how to help you because, uh, you know, people talk to me about this white privilege myth all the time. And, uh, you know, I must have missed it because I don't know. I don't know what they're talking about. I want to talk to you about three of those things that you said. But first of all, I, th this white privilege thing has always bothered me. Um, I, I just, I, d I don't believe it. I, I, I don't. I, I don't believe that the majority of white people experience this privilege that nobody else gets. I don't believe that. And, and I'll tell you why. And I wrote about this in my second book, My Business Partner on All My Business Ventures. He is a black American. And he's a West Point graduate, master's degree. Uh, I mean, his whole family is educated, like, like no crime, no nothing. Okay. Well, me, my background, I have a high school diploma. I come from a broken home. You know, my father's a felon, uh, you know, like, like all this other kind of stuff. Right. So if you put our resumes side by side, society will be like, well, mine is, is the black guy and his is the white guy. I don't believe these narratives that, that, that people put in place here. When you're a voice for change in a country that's turned its back on its values, it takes a special kind of company to have the fortitude to stand with you while you're out there taking the arrows. That's why I'm proud to stand with Pure Talk veteran-owned, and they have 100% American workforce, and they 100% have my back while I'm out there fighting the battles that most people would throw me away and never, ever, ever sponsor us again. So why partner with companies that spit in the face of your values every single day, like AT&T, Verizon, and T-Mobile? Mix and match your plans to fit every person in your family right now by going to Pure Talk. Choose from talk, text, 5G data for just 20 bucks a month, all the way up to unlimited data with mobile hotspot for 55 bucks a month. Remember, you vote with how you spend your money. So stop supporting woke wireless companies that don't support you. Instead, go to puretalk.com and use promo code Graham and you'll save an additional 50% off your first month because they actually value you. Enjoy your great coverage and save while doing it. Go to puretalk.com and use promo code G-R-A-H-A-M. That's puretalk.com, promo code Graham. Okay, so what was the number three thing you said? There were so many. My wife is a white massa. They're, they're saying that the only way that I could have these viewpoints as it relates to the, th the 10 things that black students um, don't need in the public school system I addressed that at the um, in the Temecula, California school board meeting. Number one is that black students don't need affirmative action. That goes for uh, colleges and universities. Right. I mentioned that black students don't need intersectionality. We don't need critical race theory. We don't need to be pandered to. We don't need the test scores to be dumbed down in order for blacks right. to achieve to achieve greatness and and academics. Um, I said that we don't need to be the um, the poster child for the LGBTQ community. Yeah. You know, what I'm noticing steadily is that they're propping up 
black gays as an as a plan to push that agenda upon black America. People like, you know, um, what is it? Magic Johnson's son and Dwayne Wade's son who's right. transitioning. You know, you're seeing a lot, a lot of that today. I mentioned that, you know, blacks don't need white liberals to think for us. And so as a result of that, I have many white liberals and black liberals who are telling me that I can't be married to a black woman in order for me to think this way. Mm. And, I, and it, it makes no sense to me. So in order for me to think that blacks can be intelligent, have intellect, you know, be accountable for their own actions and right. work, right? Yeah. And have a and have a brain yeah. that I must be married to a white woman because you can't be married to a black woman, Graham, and think this way. That's so condescending towards black women. Well, yes, and and I would I would argue very much innately racist in every yeah. capacity that it is. And so I agree with you about affirmative action, like uh, like the, the whole thing of uh, you get special treatment to get placed in a university based off the color of your skin instead of the the achievements of your academics, right? Like, you know, th things like that. I, I don't like the dumbing down of test scores for, you know, specific ethnicities and things like that. I have the same issue within the Army. You know, I, my, my children have asked me, because I have a son that's about to turn 13, you know, my kids, except for our newborn, but, but, but my kids know everything that's going on, you know, not everything, but they know what, 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 what daddy does for a living. And, you know, uh, my oldest asked me, he's like, dad, you know, if I wanted to join the military, would, would you know, would you be pro that? And I said, well, son, you know, I'm going to support whatever it is that you want to do, but you know, my answer right this moment is no, because I don't support like the military that I served in is not the military today. This dumbing down of standards to make yes. people feel better about themselves. Well, that's not it's not helping anything. How is dumbing down special forces, ranger school standards and all that? How is that helping the military? Because all you're doing is getting people that cannot go as far as the elite of the elite can. Well, the same thing happens with these dumbing down of test scores and all this stuff. How does that actually help the problem that is real racism within communities that is the education level in Democrat-run cities and areas and, and, and the poverty level and the crime level and the drug uh, issues? How is that solving any actual problems by putting a Band-Aid at the very top? We're treating a symptom instead of treating the disease, in my opinion. Yes, I agree with that, Graham. And even on the, the, the concept of affirmative action, you know, uh, we're not in a place today where we once war, were as a nation yeah. and as a country. We understand the Jim Crow laws and what blacks went through in America. Yeah. There, there was a time frame where blacks were disenfranchised. You know, there were a time frame where uh, there was a time frame where redlining took place. Yeah. Couldn't get loans from the banks and things like that. Ab absolutely. Exactly. Yeah. These, these are real things that took place in America, but we're no longer at that place. And there is we, we have grown as a country. We have matured as a country, you know, but there are people who make a living off of pulling the scab off of the wound. There are people who know that there's big business in race baiting. So after the death of George Floyd, the DEI business ballooned to three point four 
billion. Mm. Go figure. So many people are talking about diversity, equity, and inclusion. I call it a false triune idol, right? It mimics the Trinity. If you don't bow to DEI, listen, (laughs) they are going to tar and feather you. You will be manipulated, castrated. They will remove your head from your shoulder if you do not support it. But even while we address affirmative action, let me put this here as well. You know, I, I believe that we need to take a look at the legacy students, you know, because if if one student can't get in because of his skin tone, rightfully so, you know, then if you, if your family do, donates 50000 or yeah. $500,000 or $5 million, I mean, is that merit-based? You know, yeah, yeah you, no, that is oh, privilege is what that is. Oh, my daddy's rich, so I get to come <laughs> in here. Yeah, yeah, no, right. I agree. Yeah, and so we should address both, 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 both issues. But um, even on the, the concept of critical race theory, I don't believe that I'm a victim. I have three beautiful black children. I'm married to a black woman, although people think today I'm married to a white woman because I sound like a white man, I guess, you know, so I'm, I'm still getting accustomed to this whiteness. Help me out now. What does that sound like, though? And, and, and I know that we're veering a little bit and sometimes this happens, but 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 even that phrase, like sound like a white man, like what what does that mean? Uh, do you it, does that foolish. mean you speak like intelligently? Like, like like what are they saying? Like are they insulting the black yeah. community? No, well, it's they're insulting in particular black conservatives. See, the hardest role to carry in America today, I believe, is being a black conservative. You I know, don't, because I don't disagree. You know, uh, nearly 93% of the black community votes one way, right? right? They're voting for Democrats, a party that seeks to destroy them, eliminate them, kill them. Uh, The party that drafted the majority of the Jim Crow laws, the party that resisted the uh, Civil Rights Act. Uh, Blacks, for some reason or another, I don't know why, please don't ask me. They support the Democrat Party. But then... You have to contend with on the right, you know, some, some Republicans who want to make sure that you're a true Republican, whatever, whatever that means. Whatever that um, means. And, and, and so um, it's 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 a hard road to toe. You know, um, being a black conservative comes with a lot of loneliness, yeah. you know, because you th- you stick out like a sore thumb um, because I am for limited government. Because I'm for school choice, mm-hmm. because I'm I, I'm against um, the school system portraying me as a victim. I'm no one's victim. I'm 6'4", 260 pounds. Yeah, you played football, I'm right? Big, exactly. Division yeah. one football. Pound for pound, the strongest guy on the team. Okay, yeah. uh, repping four twenty five. Okay, wow. so I, yeah. I'm too big and black to be anyone's victim. I mean, right. yeah. this is too much black toxic masculinity over here for me to be someone's victim. Right. And that's why I even fight against this whole white guilt notion. Because if whites have to feel guilty because God made them white, okay, mm-hmm. which that's something that you could not control. You didn't control that God made you a white man. Then I should feel ashamed. You know, I should feel black shame because God didn't make me Um uh, white and that he made me black, you yeah. know, and so I don't feel black shame for being uh, made a black man. And you shouldn't feel white guilt because God made you a, a, a white man, because at the end of the day, our pigmentation is just our shell. Yeah. You know, there's some who tell you today that, you know, we're serving the wrong Jesus. We're serving the white Jesus. I hear this 
yeah. this often. Right? But at the end of the day, if Jesus was canary yellow, yeah. magenta, turquoise, or whatever, I you don't know, care. <laughs> I don't care. I would serve him because it wasn't his skin tone yeah. that redeemed me. It was his blood. Absolutely. Right. And, and so. Well, that brings yeah. me that brings me to a question. And maybe, you know, the answer to this. Maybe you don't. All right. We are days away from the Durban Accords, the greatest threat to the U.S. dollars global dominance in the past 80 years. On August 22nd, BRIC's nations, Brazil, Russia, India, China and South Africa are expected to announce the launch of a new international super currency fully backed by gold or other commodities. This is part of their long-term plan to supplant the U.S. and the dollar as cornerstones of the global financial system. How can you protect your IRA, your 401k, or your savings from the fallout from this landmark announcement? You can diversify with gold from Birch Gold Group. Historically, gold has been a safe haven in times of high uncertainty, which, if you're not paying any attention, is right now. Ladies and gentlemen, listen to me. Get a free information kit on gold IRAs and decide for yourself if a tax-sheltered retirement account backed by the physical precious metals is right for you. It's super simple. Free knowledge is vital knowledge. All you got to do is text the word Graham, that's G-R-A-H-A-M, to 989898 right now. There is a monumental shift happening among the nations that control one-third of the world's GDP, and it kicks off on August 22nd. Ladies and gentlemen, this is only going to get worse. Please, please think about your families. Arm yourself with the information to protect your retirement savings. Text the word Graham, that's G-R-A-H-A-M, to the number 989898 and claim your free info kit from Birch Gold. Again, that's Graham to 989898 right now. Uh, of these people that are attacking you, and, and sure. I find it funny, especially like you said, with black conservatives, right? Uh, yeah. How, like, like me... The automatic attacks on me are, I'm a white supremacist. I, right. I, I, I'm transphobic. I'm anti-gay. I'm racist, right? Right. But then it seems to me that the immediate attacks against black conservatives, black conservatives are racist attacks. And yes. so, so, so my question to you, and like I said, maybe you know this answer, maybe you don't. Do do you have any idea of what the ratio might be to those people that are saying these things to you that I that that self-identify as Christians? Yeah, I would say that many of them do. You know, they, right. they think it's the well, they, well, I, I would that's what I thought. Of, it, it, many it, of them go ahead. would self-identify as a Christian, would believe that they are a Christian. However, they're not willing to allow me to think as a free man in a free nation, in a free country, and to have a belief system that historically, it was the ideologies of limited government and working with your hands and starting your own businesses that caused blacks to thrive in the 40s and the 50s when our marriage rate rivaled that of whites. Yeah. You know, and but today our, the black marriage rate is about 80 percent single parents, you know. Yeah. And so when I when I go back to the 40s and the 50s during a heavily segre segregated time frame, when, you know, when many evil laws were enacted and blacks were were, were, were treated harshly, we fared better. 
We started our own schools. Mm. We started our own businesses, right? The, the, the HBCUs, the historically black colleges and universities came about as a result of us not being able to go to school with whites. Yeah. So we started our own schools and we did quite well. Look at the images of blacks in the 40s and the 50s in comparison to these twerk videos and the images yeah. that we see today. You know what I mean? Well, I think that and argument so- can be made for 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 the white community as well. Look, look, look at how look at how women and men dressed to, you know, right. uh, go to work or even just to go to a movie in the 40s and 50s versus Versus just today, I it's insane. So, so a lot of these people, and the reason I ask that is because some of the most vitriol hate that I get is from people who proclaim to be Christians. And, and, and so, my question to you is: How can a Christian be for white guilt? Because very much like you said, or or how can a Christian be racist? The answer is they can't. Right. So, how can Christians be pro white guilt because now you're right. you, you're wanting someone that God made right and, and God doesn't right. make mistakes so I'm white because God chose to make me white you're black because right. God chose to make you black so right. people are Hispanic because God chose to make them Hispanic and so on and so on and so on so as proclaiming Christians how can we allow avid racism and then how can we allow this shaming of people over things that they have absolutely no control of whether and that is the 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 skin color that they were born with well i'm offended when people say that they experience a white guilt you know i i I, I, because i feel inferior what you know what 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 are you guilty about yeah because god makes me white Graham, I don't want to be a white man, although they're trying to make me one. Yeah. Right. You know, I'm not a black man trying to be a white man, trying to be a Pacific Islander, an Asian or Hispanic or anything. I'm comfortable in my own skin. James Brown said it this way. I'm black and I'm proud. Yeah. Right. Now, I, I don't use my skin tone as a tool to bludgeon people, to shame people, to make people feel guilty. I don't think that we should support black liberation theology. You know, I don't think that we should make a God out of skin tone, but God chose the wonderful tapestries of color. And that was according to his will and his wisdom. But at the end of the day, God is not a respecter of persons. Your whiteness doesn't mean that you don't that you, you don't have the propensity or the proclivity to commit a crime. Okay. yeah. My blackness doesn't mean that because I am black. I'm more likely to commit right. a crime. Right. These things are choices that that people make. These yep. things are choices that people um, put upon themselves. Yeah. Um, I, I really, I really think Graham that this whole conversation around skin tone, this whole conversation about around white guilt, white privilege, and critical race theory and intersectionality, this is a tool for Satan to cause the image of God to hate the image of God. Yeah. Right. And that's where, that's where we are. We're all made in the image of God and there is no need or any purpose for us to have a disdain for any other person because of their skin tone, nor to think that you are inferior. So I don't, I don't know why a Christian would support that because it really makes me, um, 
hot under the collar when I when, when I hear about. Well, it. I don't want to get you too, too too riled up, but 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 it does lead me through the rest of these things. Uh, and and you know, I know your time is valuable. I don't want to keep you forever, but but I do want to kind of nail this home a bit if we can. What's going on, everybody? I want you to stop drinking communist coffee. I want you to switch to America's Coffee, Black Rifle coffee.com. It's very simple. You can spend the rest of your life drinking frou-frou drinks for anti-American communist pieces of garbage, or you can drink America's coffee and support my friends of over 10 years at blackriflecoffee.com. Go get America's coffee, fuel up on freedom, blackriflecoffee.com right now. All of these attacks that are against you because you are simply speaking the truth, not only cultural truth, but biblical truth, because it's it's amazing how the two uh, parallel each other. If you live with biblical truth, it always tends to go against what's happening right. in the culture, <laughs> you know, uh, all the time, because the Bible is straight and narrow. It never changes. It never falters. It never fails. It is our compass as to the directions that we're supposed to go. But with that comes the understanding that, and I think this is what we've lost as a church, as a Christian community, if you will, or even just Christians in general, the boldness, right? Right. This isn't the movies. Boldness doesn't make you the hero. Boldness doesn't make you liked by everyone. Boldness in biblical truth and fighting against evil in our society leads to, like you said, it leads to a lot of loneliness, a lot of alienation, a lot of personal attacks, a lot of mental attacks, a lot of darkness that we have to fight internally. I tell people all the time, they're like, oh, you know, Graham, you know, it'd be so cool to do what you do. And I'm like, I, you know, I would, (laughs) I, I would, I would second guess that a little bit because there are a lot of days where, the, the, the darkness is so heavy because we have to, yeah. we have to live in it so much to be That's able right. to combat it that right. it truly is a mental, spiritual fight all the time. So, so my question to you, uh, it's not really a question. My, if you were to encourage people right now, Outside of right. the attack, like, like, like I respect and I love what you're doing, going out there and fighting and all this stuff. But people also need hope, right? Like, like, like they need hope that they, they need to know, you know, wh- wh- how does this end? How do we move forward? How do we get better? If you had to speak to people right now about being bold in their faith and why they should be bold in their faith outside of the, well, you know, we want to go to heaven, you know, kind of thing. Uh, but, but, but you know, why should people be bold and what are we, what are we fighting for today? Well, the thing is this, if we say nothing, if we do nothing, if we endure no injury for the cause of Christ, what good are we and what have we done with our profession? Yep. Scripture tells us to occupy until he comes. It also tells us that we should continually, as the day approaches for the Lord to return, we should look up. So we must always look up and we must always be busy working, laboring because we have a special interest. Our special interest is to win as many lost souls 
as possible. Absolutely. Now we're not called to get on the cross, but we have to carry our cross. And there comes a lot of, you know, um, bruises and splinters from carrying the cross. You know, you're, yeah. you, 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 I'm heavy. sure you've done this. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it, it, get, it gets heavy. And so the thing is this, do you want Christ to return and him to look at you and say, hey, uh, depart from me, you worker of iniquity. Mm. I never knew you. Yeah. I believe that apathy is iniquity. I believe that sitting in the seat of comfort, not saying anything because you don't want to get your nails dirty or your hands dirty. You know, you don't want anyone to challenge you or oppose your belief. I believe that's sin. Yeah, I know. I completely agree. Sin to not act and not to do something. And so we have a role. We have a burden. You know, I have this mandate upon my life, Graham. I'm called to be a watchman. Ezekiel tells us that that if the watchman fails to blow the trumpet and warn the people of evil and destruction, that blood will be on their hands. And so I don't want any blood on my hands. And so, yes, I'll go to Temecula, California, where they label me now as a white supremacist. And they say that my wife is white because she she has to be. That's the only way that I could be saying what I'm saying. I'll go to New Jersey and deal with some nuts there where they try to tell me that I'm homophobic and I'm a hate monger. I'll go to the Wake County Public School System school board meeting in North Carolina and deal with individuals who are saying, you know what? He has no he has no purpose. He has no role in this fight. Um, He needs to shut up. He needs to be quiet. Call me an Uncle Tom or whatever. I'll do this because I don't want any blood on my hands. Now, ultimately, to those people who were here at this podcast and individuals who are lost and don't know Christ as your personal savior, you might view this life as a horror story. You know, life is hard. It's all doom and gloom and things don't get better. But to the Christian believer who knows his word, who has met Christ through his word, which is a difference from just hearing about it and truly knowing it. If you've met Christ and come one to one with him through his word and through prayer, you know that this is a drama because when we get to the end of the book, we find out that we overcome Satan by the blood of the lamb and by the word of our testimony. I'm on, I'm on mission. (laughs) You know, you're, you're, you're a military guy. You know, they tell you to take the hill, take the hill. Mission's not done yet, man. Until until the good Lord calls me home, mission's not done. That's right. Yeah, no, I I love that. Well, 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 that's why I love having pastors on the show. What what a great what a great word, what a great message, and what a great way to end this episode out. Uh, Pastor Chuck, where can people go to support you? To find out things that you're doing, to support your ministry, to support everything that you're fighting for. Where can people go to to see what you got going on and to help you out? You can go to erasedbook.com. That's E-R-A-C-E-D book.com. You can support the work that I'm doing as I travel the country. Um, you can find out more information about the erased project and how we seek to demolish 
critical race theory and truly cultural Marxism in the public square. Um, you can also follow me on Instagram, on Twitter, on YouTube, and on Facebook at R E V W U Truth. That's Rev Woo Truth. Follow me there, and you'll find out more about this national school board tour that I'm getting ready to launch. Love it. Love it. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that is all we have for this episode. We hope it encouraged you. We hope it uh, gave you some knowledge and some insight. But most of all, we hoped that it equips you to go out and fight the battles that you are fighting uh, amongst yourselves. Because we realize everybody's got a hill that they're trying to climb. Everybody's got battles that you're trying to face. That's all we have for this episode. And we'll see you all again next time.